everybody. This is Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Um, I, today, we're just starting again. My co-host, Biscuit Reynolds, um, he's phlegmatic like his mom. Uh, and so he has been really struggling this entire episode. The whole time I was recording with Mindy, I don't know if you just got that. He's been snuffling a lot. Um, and so you're, you're going to hear some co-hosting from a flat-faced animal. I just wanted to start with that. I am, this is, I talk a lot on the podcast about how I have no white guy producers telling me what to do with it. So it can be as long as it wants. It can be as short as it wants. I don't really care, right? Like I care about you and whether or not you find value from it, right? And so today I had, I don't even know how long this episode is yet because I'm still waiting for the Zoom meeting to convert, but it was such a fun time spent with one of my favorite people and artists, Mindy Gum Gribble. Um, we definitely check out our previous episode. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, it was back in July of 2021. It is presently October 2021. It's spooky season. And um, we are talking about her creation called Creech. It's like a series of paintings that basically have become their own universe. We talk extensively in it. We just go through her whole process. I love to connect with artists and learn more about their process because it helps me understand myself as an artist more. Um, and I like, there are things where people have talked about their creation process that have changed how I create. Um, and anyway, so I just thought this would be super valuable for somebody out there and maybe lots of people to just hear about a creative process and really dive in. And I'm obsessed. I love the Creech universe. I like absolutely cannot wait to have kids just so I can like, you know, color creatures with them and like do the little match game that she has now. Um, we came up with an idea today during the recording about having a domino set. Anyway, uh, Mindy is amazing. Uh, she is a Patreon supported artist, as am I, which is the best way to support this podcast. So if you find value in this podcast, patreon.com slash FKDP. It stands for Fat Kid Dance Party. Um, and that is my aerobics class for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. So if you've ever, you've ever felt too fat, too much, or uh, felt too awkward to dance, then this is the supportive class for you. You can do any or all of my class from a chair. We really meet all mobility levels. I've had people who do Ironman, like love my class and call it a challenge. And I've had people uh, who haven't danced ever in their whole lives do my class and like call it a victory, right? Like, or whatever, right? Like just something that's helping you move more in your body and connect more to your spirit. Um, I offer lots of levels with lots of different ways to support. Uh, the full membership is 25 bucks a month, and that includes on-demand aerobics videos. Um, it's a really fun thing I get to do is just film these aerobics classes in the woods every week. Um, I love getting to bring the outdoors to you. I always like to say I'm a camp counselor who's finally found her way in the world. Um, that level of support also includes all Zoom aerobics classes, so you and me and some of the finest people in all of the world, all over the world, all the way to Australia, from the US, Canada. We've had folks from Europe, like uh, nobody from New Zealand yet. Um, but it's just so much fun to dance um, in a Zoom with people. Uh, it's uh, just fun to do the self-care chicken afterwards. Um, and so the Zoom classes are included with that membership, but they're also included at the $2 level. So if you just want to throw in some bucks to support me doing this work in the world, those are the levels for you. $2 or $5 gets you a little bit more. Um, I am actually starting a project with Mindy, um, the artist that I'm interviewing in this episode, that is an Oracle card deck. I have been wanting to do an Oracle deck for many, many years. I have one already. It's on Instagram. It's at Banana Slug Oracle. Literally just go to the Instagram 
just swipe your hand, look for a banana slug that either resonates with you or like just close your eyes and just tap on one randomly. But basically the song lyrics that accompany with that banana slug video, that's your message from the universe. Um, it's a really fun Oracle. I have like 200 something in there. The banana slugs like kind of went away during the drought this summer in the Pacific Northwest. And I've only seen a couple. I had one just yesterday. That was the first one I had seen in a long time. So they come when they are meant to come and it's channeled from the goddess. Um, and I'm able to do stuff like that because of my Patreon page, allowing me some like creative flexibility to do projects like that. But I have always wanted to embark on an Oracle deck. It's the kind of work that really, re it's, it's a body of work, right? Every card is its own like, you know, page or part of the deck, right? I'm so excited. Mindy was like, oh, I want to do an Oracle deck with you. Um, and so this is a very long-term project, but we've already started noodling on it and I'm going to start writing it and I'm going to put it on the Patreon page. So if you want to start reading, if you're like so inspired by this episode, just listen, consider if you hang in here for this whole episode with me and Mindy, you probably want to be peeking at the Oracle and supporting the Patreon page. So I am so thrilled that you're tuned into this episode. I hope you imagine yourself on a virtual porch uh, with me and Mindy cuddled up with your favorite beverage and your favorite childhood blanket and on with the show. Mindy, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, Bevan. Yay. I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to do a little brief intro here because this is the beginning of our YouTube segment. And I just want everyone on YouTube to know that like you can see, I'll put a link below. You can see our first conversation, hear more about Mindy's backstory, um, about Aries Art Northwest, her sort of overarching um, artist business. And there's so much to it. Um, it's such a great combo. Uh, but this one, I'm really excited. It's fall now. I want to focus on a specific project that Mindy does, um, which is her Creech series. And I think it's so beautiful. It's so perfect for YouTube because it's so visual and it's rich and it's a fun story. Um, and before we get into that, I wanted to just interview Mindy a little bit about um, healing as an artist and using your art, not only practice, because people can just have a practice and not monetize it your practice and your business as a way to, I just read this quote that like, you have to get the pain outside of you. And like, whether that's through art or through things that you create, you just got to put it out there, right. And release it. And I feel like that's really your journey as an artist, just as my friend is a healing journey. So anyway, long intro, but I want to hear more about like how art has healed you and how you're healing with art. Mm, um, Thank you for recognizing that even, you know, that's something I myself have only recently become aware of. Um, so to, to know that it's seen in that way is huge because my art has definitely been a huge part of my healing journey. Um, and my healing journey has also been really, um, like the core of it is, we talked about this on the last interview, living life is your most authentic self. And finally, like being willing to do art, call myself an artist, try to sell it. Like all of that was part of those layers, my earliest layers of living life is my most authentic self. Um, that's really where the healing journey kind of began even. That's where I first started um, deconstructing these narratives that I had about what 
what an artist was and what it took to be one and what it meant to be one, which we talked about also included maybe starving, you know? And so there was all these narratives that kept me from even doing it, even though, I mean, there's not ever a time in my life and I have childhood memories as early as two. I always, always remember thinking, I want to be an artist. Adults are always asking you from early on in childhood, what do you want to be when you grow up? And always like the first, it came out before the thought even processed artist. So interrupt here real quick and just say, instead of asking kids in your life, that question, ask them, who do you want to be? How do you want to live? What are the unique gifts you think you have to give to the world? Those are better questions to ask a kid rather than programming them to get a job, pay bills and die. Okay. Keep going. My artist friend. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Cause a lot of people also follow that child's answer with these other ideas. Right. So then it's like, well, you know, Mindy, maybe we should consider being a doctor or a nurse or a lawyer or, you know, dollar signs, dollar signs, dollar signs. And, and so that, that, that too, it takes a lot of like, <clears throat> things and then it's a lot longer to ever pay them back. It's, it's not, it's not cute. Being a doctor costs like 400 grand. Like that's an average amount of debt coming out of uh, medical school. Imagine how long you have to work and how much of your life you have to give up in order to just pay that back, let alone buy a house or provide for your children. So anyway, that's not a, that's not even a life I can't imagine. Um, it's wild. I know. It, a lot of doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it doesn't mean that those who can imagine it are wrong. Like we need those doctors. So I'm grateful for those who do do that. Uh, but for me, myself, that's never even been, that's never made sense, um, or been a desire. And I, I didn't really have anything else that I sincerely felt the passion to do or be. And so I just did what most people do and they pick up, you know, the first best job opportunity that falls their way. So, that goes from like working in the mall to being a leasing agent. Right. And that's really where I found an opportunity to grow. Um, but not to heal, you know, I mean, that was my, my first, um, major career was with an otherwise quite emotionally abusive company. And, um, I look back on some of those incidents even, or, um, I, I almost have like PTSD from it a little, you know, as I venture back into that industry, I'm realizing like my issue was never the industry. It was that career. So yeah, starting to own art as like a part of me being willing to do it, that there was a lot of deconstructing that was going on there. Um, and once you kind of start to have that experience, even if it's just that a a small piece of like being you being aligned with like who, you know, you are, um, it's like, it's, you just want more of it. It's so delicious, you know? So you just like the journey to continue aligning and living as my most authentic self. And that involves so much healing, Um, there's so many more narratives I've had to deconstruct through that process and it never ends either. Right. And at this stage, um, art is, art is, it kind of takes me back to being a kid 
but I get to do it differently without all of the trauma and without those narratives about what an artist is or has to be. And, um, and so I get to just play and, and create. And then the adult Mindy comes out and is like, well, let's market this shit, you know? So, um, yeah, healing, (laughs) healing with art. I'm so grateful for it. It's so great to get to do life work. I think the same is true with me. I say it at the end of every class I teach, but thank you for healing with me because it is a healing and it's a thing that I'm participating in as much as a client as I am the founder and creator and teacher. Um, And so like, I love that um, you have taken your life's path, right? And like at such a young age too, like even in your twenties, like to have figured out like, no, I really do want to take this art thing seriously. No, this is, that's brave. And like, it took me a long time to like, it's so funny. I was like, I was considering this today, actually. I was like, wow, I'm actually living out my dream because there's so many years that I just wish that I could be making my living off of my art. And I'll say this, like, it's a squeaker, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it's happening and I'm grateful for it. Like, and it's to live the life of your dreams. Like, even if it hasn't fully fleshed out, um, but you got to keep dreaming, right? You always have to have something ahead, but it's really like, I think healing is the path, right? To get to your dreams. And like, mm-hmm. I love, mm-hmm. yeah, I just love all of it. And I love um, the creations that come out of your head. So let's talk about Creech. Um, Mindy's got a little presentation. So if you're listening to this on the audio, um, I love you. And we're going to try our best to both talk about what we're seeing on the camera, but youtube.com slash channel or whatever slash self-care party is the name of my channel. So you can find it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but if you're listening to it, you can go and look at it again later. Why not hang out with us twice? It's become my preferred way to listen to your podcast. I appreciate the visual. I appreciate when someone's talking about something and they're very passionate, being able to like look at them while they're having that conversation with you. Um, Yeah. So thank you for also posting these to your YouTube channel. And that allows us to really go visual with this experience. So um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about Creech. I was inspired to do this podcast because on one of our Glowing Goddess Getaway virtual retreats, we have um, a thing called a show and share. We don't always do it on the virtual retreats, but we do it typically in our in-person retreats. And Mindy's show and share, it's just like whatever talent you want to have or karaoke or whatever, right? But Mindy just like pops on screen and starts sharing her art with us and like showing us the screen share of this Creech universe. And I was like, I had seen her art for so long and I'd seen these creatures, but never realized the story behind them. And I was just transfixed. So I hope you will be transfixed too. That was such a fun experience because it was a lot of the goddesses first exposure to Creech. And, um, in my mind, Creech has been this like journey that I've been on. And I don't really think about how not everybody has been on that journey. Um, and so what I was showing and sharing was like really far in something from really far into the journey. And it was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta catch you all up here, you know? Uh, so Creech, Creech is, Creech is a, a name that I've used over time for my creature animals, calling them a Creech. Um, I like Creech because it 
to me is short for creature, but also creation. Um, these are my creature creations. And so to call this series Creech made the most sense for me. Um, so let's get the screen share going that way. Um, and again, we are going to do our best to describe what we're looking at for those who uh, are listening, but hopefully you'll also follow up with Bevan's YouTube channel so you can see this all firsthand because I don't have this all in one place like this anywhere else. This podcast, this YouTube video is going to be the only place that we can get all of this in one spot. Um, so let's see. I, I think I'm waiting for it to catch up with me here. Can you see this? I can see your menu, like all the icons. It didn't open the photo. Let's start again. Here we go. Yay. Yay. Okay. So what we're looking at here is a uh, piece of um, fur, Doug fur wood that was donated to me by um, a furniture company in Indianapolis, Indiana. And a lot of my artworks during those early times were created on these pieces of Doug fur that they had donated. So when I started this piece, all I really had in mind, other than the name Creech and creating creatures, was that oftentimes artists were asked, like, here, draw something really quick. Or here, I have this sign. Will you make it cute? Or um, I don't know, maybe you're doing like a street art event and you're wanting to come up with a quick idea to chalk on the sidewalk or those quick ideas never came fluidly for me. They still don't. In fact, I have like lists of ideas to refer back to when I'm ready to make art because it's rare that they just flow um, on such like a quick whim, you know, but I'm also not great at like, Hey, name that band or, you know, I it, like my brain freezes in the moment. So I wanted to create these quick little character drawings that would be familiar at least to me and that anytime I had something like that come up then I didn't have to sit there frozen going uh and I could just add a Creech character to whatever it was and make it cute and fun so I started on this piece of wood drawing these 20 different characters and each one came about organically it would be like what shape is he does he have antennas does he have spots is he furry is he flying what are his eyes like is he wearing any sort of clothing um only one of the characters is and he's got a bow tie but um it was really fun just to like let my imagination flow. Um, as far as art goes, that was really, this was really the first thing that I ever did where it was so free flowing and I didn't have like this expectation of what it came out like. Um, so we've got 20 different characters here total. And I titled this art piece First Impressions because I didn't really know where it was going to go or what people were going to think of it. This was just my first impression. This was your first impression. Um, and you can even see, you know, this piece of wood, there is this um, 
spot right here, this knot in the wood, you know? And so that inspired this character to be like dripping out of the knot. Um, there's another knot right here, which inspired this character to be kind of leggy and a little crazy. Um, and he shows up real leggy and crazy in other ways later, which we'll get to. Um, I did on the side of this piece of wood, I wrote down, I just like looked at each character and gave them a name. It was real quick and it's written on the side here. The person who ended up purchasing the piece of wood though, did ask me to actually add all of the different character names to the painting itself before I sent it to them. So I did that for them at a special request, but this was not the original. Um, and you can see everybody's got their names there. So uh, it would, it, there's no point in telling you all of their names. Again, the hope is that you're going to watch this later and you can see. Um, I did want to mention though that like the characters are real brightly colored and they're very like, um, it's like whimsical, it's bright, it's cheerful and the eyes are really like mesmerizing on all of them. And a lot of them have like either an abundance of eyes or very big eyes. Um, and even though there is a bow tie and that's the only true clothing item, there's a lot of strong accessorizing. There's uh, one little like kind of cotton ball looking monster uh, that has a bow in, in their hair, which as a bow identified human, I enjoy. Um, and a couple of hats. So really exciting. And the one that's like got the legs also has horns, which I think is cute. <laughs> and there's a backpack, you know, it's uh, yeah all the colors rainbow is pretty consistent in most of my artworks sometimes I'll try to pick like a certain color scheme but that's really hard for me to do and when I was creating these characters that was like the one thing I knew for certain is that I wanted them to be very rainbow colorful when they're together as a community and um Bevan I'm curious to know if there's one on here that like that screams at you specifically like is there one that you're vibing okay well I will say I just want to say for everyone that like um this is like great stoner art because there's so many like ways to just like really get into the detail of each piece but then as a whole right like it's all really cool um you know if I'm vibing I'll say I'm vibing one today specifically which is Trug the little slug um, because I saved a slug earlier today um, that was on one of my water bottles. My mom would have murdered it and I saved it. I walked it out of the food co-op all the way across the street to where it would live its happy slug life. Um, it's a little trug. It's got like a big Muppet smile and like a little hand waving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And trug is also holding this chain that is around the ankle of another character named Carlton. Huh? Carlton almost looks kind of like a, like a dino dog type situation. He's much bigger than trug though. Right. It's like uh -huh. very off centered. It's funny. Cause like trug is basically like a boss slug and Carlton is this like very like, cause Carlton also is like, they all have charming expressions on their face. They're very emotive. Um, and I feel like Carlton just has like a willing to please sort of vibe, which I enjoy as someone who is also kind of a boss. So maybe I am drug identified at least today. <laughs> well, let's see. Cause, uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about Carlton and Trug a little bit later and some of the story that's developed for them. And we'll see if you still feel aligned with him later, but, um, 
Yeah, fun stuff. So I also got to do a lot of fun things with the characters. The, this picture here is of a little kid's pair of slip-on canvas shoes that I painted actually Carlton on one, Trug on the other. I know. Um, and I, I've always really been into merchandising my art. We talked about that on the last podcast. And sometimes you can find... Um, you know, places that can turn your art into certain products. But at this point in time, I was not finding a shoe supplier. I have sense. But at the time, my way of getting my art onto shoes was to hand paint it. So I've done all different types of hand painted canvas shoes over the years. But I have to be honest, the Creech ones are my favorite. They're, aren't they adorable? I, I was like, I kind of want a pair of Creech shoes now. And I kind of want them hand painted. But you also work yeah. on how to paint your own shoes. I've literally sat in a workshop that you've taught about painting shoes. So I feel like this is also like, oh my God, the creatures are so cute though. Definitely like mass produced creature shoes for all, all cause I want them as a grown up, but I also want them for kids. Like if I could have creature shoes for my kids, oh my God, how cute. Yes, and I'm I with like, you. Can we talk about the creatures and gender too? Um, maybe it into the story but like I just feel like there's something that's very omni-gender like it's all the genders it's not, it's a gender multiverse because the creatures could really go anyway mm-hmm. I mean, people can go anyway right like we know that gender isn't just like based on what you look like it's how you feel and it's in your brain and it's an expression right but like as an artist you're kind of creating an experience a visual experience a moment for other people and in many ways I think gender is like a moment you know it's true and it's it's something like only each individual human knows about themselves you know and um the best thing we can do for humans alike is to just listen and respect the gender that someone identifies as if any Mm -hmm. um and when I was first creating Creech it was 2016 Um, I had only been in Indiana. Well, excuse me, it was 2015. And I had only been in Indiana for about a year. And during that time, um, Mike Pence was the governor and he, um, well, (laughs) the United States of America had passed um, gay marriage equal rights in that regard and that was a really big deal for our nation and Mike Pence is the governor his response was to pass what they call the RFRA which is the Religious Freedom Act and that essentially allows people in the state of Indiana to discriminate based off of their religion it's sad and I felt like I had been taken back in time um and so that was something I was extremely aware of at the time that this series was being created. Um, as I was naming the characters, obviously there's some like male dominant names and there's some female dominant names. And so in those instances, it made sense to me that those were male and female characters, but any character that is not like obvious one or the other, um, whether it be the name or the art, I made them a they and they're they's and they're them's and um, whether they're female, they're they, a them or he, they're all a part of this family, this community. And that's resembles all of our families and communities, even if we're not willing 
to see that, you know? Um, so Creech is definitely representative of all. Yeah. And I think there's something too, like, I've really been thinking about this a lot about how I don't need to be understood by someone in order to be loved by them. And like, I really think that's an approach to also take to loving other people. I don't have to fully understand in order to love someone. Like, I think that was one of the best things like my grandmother ever gave me was like, she didn't like really understand queer, like, cause she grew up and it was a slur, right? But like, she knew that it was important to me that that's what my identity was. And so she was open to it. She just loved me anyway, like whatever. Like, so I think that's like, that's the vibe I take towards any gender that happens. And I feel like my friends and lovers and loved ones genders have been so fluid in my life that it's like, it's Monday, what's it What's today, right? Like, I don't care. Like it's, not, I'm not wrapped up in it. I just wanna know how I can love you and how I can affirm you. Um, but anyway, back to the creatures, our multi-gendered universe of- mm. Thank you for asking. I'm so happy that you, you asked that because I might not have remembered to mention it. So please um, hop in at any point as we go through this because, um, oh, they're such inspiring little guys. So this here is um, the next thing I did with Creech. This was the following year in 2017. I decided we needed to actually get to know them, right? We had the first impressions. Um, I had done the shoes. But it's like, where are we going with this? Well, I think everybody deserves to know their names beyond the family who owns that original art piece. And so that inspired the idea of painting each character individually on his own canvas as like a portrait. Like maybe it's a school photo type scenario. We can even see like their personalities start to come out here. Like this guy... Um, you know, we couldn't even get him to sit still for the photo. The guy over here on the left where my mouse is at, right? Like, yeah. so we'll just go back really quick and show you our first impression of Crash. And he's just like, hey, he's got this cute spin top hat on. But what, like, who is he? And that was the most fun part about doing these individual portraits is this is where I really like started to get to know each character without even intending to like a lot of them started telling me their stories as I was doing these artworks so for those who are listening we've got all 20 individual portraits here that are painted and they have like a hand-painted brown frame around the portrait. Uh, and it has like a little gold plaque that has the character's name on it. Um, so this was an inst installation to the series that I called Meet the Creech. Um, it was each post that I made, which with each artwork, I introduced people to the character's name and also whether they were a, a he, a him, or a they. And then that inspired the family photo. That's where I realized this group, they're a family of friends. Like they're clearly not related. They're all so very different, uh, but they, there's something that connects them. And it's just this respect and love for one another. And for each person's differences. And that is very representative of my experience having 
friends as my chosen family and how different that experience can be from, um, our, our normal family, you know, our immediate family, like Friendsgiving is a whole different vibe than like Thanksgiving, you know? And so I wanted that to come through in this family photo and we get to see their personalities even more here. Like this guy's always so serious, but look at him. He's doing my favorite photo move. The hands on the eyes. Oh my God. I love doing that move. I did this move in a, um, in a reel with you on the official Saline's feed, uh, yeah. October 3rd, um, yeah. maybe October 2nd, but literally I was, we were just really stoned and having fun behind our friend making a reel. And I did that, that move. That so eye, fun. I got upside down eyeglasses move for the folks at home. What I love too, what I'm noticing is like the Creech color palette is very much the Aries art color palette. So like, there's something very coherent about that family being yours, like, and being under, it's like a sub, like, cause it's a brand, right? Aries art is a brand, right? And then brand, it's weird to have a brand that's your personality, but that's exactly what Oprah is. It's exactly who I am. And it's, it's exactly who you are, right? Like both as an artist, but also you, Aries art is your brand. And then that brand has this like little baby brand that's like this further epic art project that, and also in those backgrounds on Meet the Creech, that a lot of ombre, Aries art loves an ombre, right? Like, um, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like I just, I love a brand story, and I think a brand story is like a multi sensory experience, and that's what you've really been able to create. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely a part of my brand story. I was not using gradients in my marketing the way that I do now at the time that I painted these. Mm -hmm. It was seeing these artworks and what, and like feeling what I loved the most about them. And it definitely, these gradients are something that you see consistently through my marketing and promoting now. Absolutely. And um, the Glowing Goddess Getaway, which you're also responsible for that brand aesthetic. So Yes, to some degree. They did have a different artist who helped them when they initially got everything up and going. So I can't take full credit, but um, Rainbow has always been my brand aesthetic. And I'll tell you the reason why um, I've never been able to pick like a favorite color. If I had to, I like that's changing for me all the time either. So don't be like, oh, Mindy loves burgundy you know because that was like mindy in 2010 and like right now i'm really vibing like orange and yellow we talked about this on the last interview also mm -hmm. uh, so i knew that I, I knew that in my artworks the rainbow was going to be showing up a lot um every single tattoo that i have has every color of the rainbow in it and so um, it just kind of made sense for me as I moved into creating and, um, yeah, all the colors. And I love this because in this family photo, you can see like how they, this is the first time we really see them all together and not just like on that first impressions board, but like as a group. So we get an idea of like their sizes in comparison like how, how big are those furry big guys in comparison to these others? Um, and I also really love like the connection between them, you know, like 
the cute girl with the bow tish she's got trug your slug like up on her hand and he's still got carlton on a chain but the chain is like dangling from up above because he's being perched up on tish's hand to make sure that he can be seen in the photo and then this guy just say the obvious question um and we can talk about this are carlton and trug in a dominant submissive uh relationship do you feel like they are both the same like or is it a species difference chain let's go right to it i have no issue getting to that storyline right now uh the storyline was not apparent to me at this time i still really didn't know what this was um and i initially was seeing trug the little slug is is like a relationship status i just (laughs) thought It's true. I still don't know what this is. That describes my journey with Creech, though, Bevan. Like, I I have not led this anywhere. It has been leading me. Um, So, yeah, initially, I thought that this little trug was tugging around this big old Carlton. But I realized when I was drawing their home, which we'll get to here shortly, um, that even though Trug is typically walking ahead, and so people assume that he's walking Carlton, in reality, Carlton is walking Trug. Uh, Trug actually suffers from severe social anxiety. This little oh, guy. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I just was having such an experience for Trug. Trug looks like such a boss. Like, and Trug looks like they have everything handled, and then it turns out. <laughs> that that's the whole point of this like dynamic (laughs) yeah so deep down like trug is not the boss like in the front leading him in fact he has severe social anxiety and so carlton in court encourages and supports trug to get out of the house and to live his life by walking with him and he only wears this chain when he is walking with trug in public Um, And Carlton doesn't have hands. He just has these two little legs. And so that's why it's chained to his leg, his ankle. And Carlton, he's a slug, or excuse me, Trug is a slug with hands. And so that's why he's the one holding the chain. Uh, So yeah, we'll talk more about them a little bit later. But But low key, I think on the inside, it's that different dynamic. Uh, (laughs) Could be. I just feel like the way Trug holds the thing is like kind of a boss aesthetic right this is wow so I've been really working on my social anxiety during this pandemic um it's so funny because I've always looked like a total party girl someone who just my favorite kind of party is like 90% people I already know and trust right like I just like am now really working on how to bring my own safety wherever I go right and like really you know dissolve social anxiety but like I used to like have a rule with my ex I mean, it was like, it was a negotiated agreement of like us supporting each other. She's like, I will talk to every stranger that you're around. Um, and then when she was stoned, I would talk to all the strangers. And so it was like utilizing cannabis as my like social tool. I could totally connect with people a lot easier than when I was sober, but now I'm really working on my social skills. But anyway, just like, I love that. That's the, the creature that I was identified with is social anxiety, uh, drug who utilizes uh, an emotional support (laughs) and is also still a boss, right? Like 
his social anxiety does not take away from the the boss that he is sometimes we do need that person or that partner or whatever to just kind of help support us sometimes along these journeys, whether they're professional or personal. And it's really powerful when you can, when you have a friend or a partner in any facet who does provide you that support, like when you're not your best self, they can kind of like step it up for you. Yeah. As long as there's healthy boundaries in place, um, that can be a game changer for people. And, um, I really, I really wanted to shine a light again. I didn't write that story. Like they kind of told it to me when I was creating their home, but I realized that, um, there's a lot of people that I know and love who struggle with social anxiety. And, um, they also have amazing partners who, help support them in that journey. And, um, and again, when I use the term partner, that could be, you know, personal or professional because that is very real for a lot of people. So thank you for being willing to share your journey with social anxiety, Bevan. I love it. I mean, it's one thing I chose to grow through because I knew it was holding me back from loving people. And, um, I really just want to be a vessel for divine love. And we were just talking about this on the discord for glowing goddess getaway last night (laughs) about witnessing our own divinity, literally in the mirror, like really look at yourself like a divine creature, a gift from God, a goddess, right? Um, and I think it's really helpful when you have a partner who sees that in you. Um, and it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a partner. It can be friends. Like the more I hang out with people who see my own divinity, the easier it is for me to see my own divinity and witness it in others. It's like a feedback loop, like compassion or judgment. Absolutely. It is. And like all, all your dreams come true (laughs) from that point on, because they're helping you see it and believe it while they're also seeing it and believing it. And it's just like manifestation power times a thousand, you know? Um, yeah. Creech really resembles the community that, uh, I've worked really hard to find. And I know a lot of people have, and, if you don't have it, I hope that what Creech can resemble is the fact that it is possible. Um, and sometimes that also means like taking down these narratives that we have about what's right and what's wrong and how people should be and, um, releasing these expectations or these judgments, maybe even that we have on people, these preconceived notions by what they're wearing or how they hold themselves or all of those things where at our core, we all deserve to be loved. And it's all just about finding the people that align with you vibrationally, like these 20 kooky, crazy creature characters do. Yeah, I love this. Keep going. Creech, Creech. Keep going. Yeah. So 2016 was an exciting year for Creech because it was a year old. I found every fall I tend to, well, I always proclaim I'm going into creative hibernation for the winter and I do. And I execute a lot during the winter time to the point where now I don't even like, I don't plan things much and I don't I don't deny myself that because I know this is a really heightened creative time for me. And it always kind of kicks off in the fall and it 
always kind of kicks off with Creech because that's where I get to have fun and play. And um, just the willingness to have fun and play with Creech, I think is what gets me through such a productive winter. So in 2016, there, uh, well, every year in Indianapolis, Indiana, there's a historic Irvington Street Halloween festival. And from the moment I landed in Indiana, I knew that was a festival I wanted to show my art at. It is huge. Thousands of people come through. It's an all-day event. There's usually an after party. And um, I had applied and got accepted to be in the 2016 Historic Irvington Halloween Festival. And so I knew that that was when I was going to exhibit that family photo wall experience, you know, the, the meet the creech. Um, I was going to dedicate my whole art booth to the series. It just made the most sense. It's a Halloween festival and I needed a sign. So this next picture that we're looking at is the sign that I created that was creech specific. It is what later inspired the logo art that I use now for Creech. Um, and I have to describe this to you because this one is so fun to me. Uh, it did end up selling a couple years later to a Creech fan in Indiana. But I found at, at Michael's or Hobby Lobby this like piece of wood with even the things on the back to hang. And each there's one, two, three, four, five different panels. And then they're kind of like offset. So to me, it looked like a fence. And so I turned it on its side. And so it looks like it's this fence. And then I used cardboard and I cut out little uh, pieces to look like grass that I put along the bottom and I painted those cardboard grass pieces. So they're kind of three-dimensional and they pop off this, this fence. And, um, then when I was done with the logo, I, I realized it kind of had this graffiti aesthetic. And so I added some things to the logo to make it look like it was dripping paint. And, um, then I added over to the bottom right corner, there's this, uh, with the cardboard, the spray paint can and some grass down there. Oh my God. And then I was like, in the grass, in the grass. Isn't it cute? I love it. And I, I'm like, who, why is there a fence, right? Like suddenly I'm like, why is there a fence? And like, who painted the fence? What is this? What does this even have to do with the series? Why did I do this? I just did it. And then was like, what is this about? So, um, I decided my character, Candy Cotton, he's the one with that backpack we were talking about. I decided tagger backpack. He it's his tagger backpack. He's definitely got spray paint in that backpack. He's tall. Um, and he kind of looks like he's up to no good, but also like he's usually up. It's like things that are for the betterment of the community, even though it doesn't look like so. He's like spray painting the fence, but everybody loves the art that he created, you know, so nobody's mad about it but he's hiding back here behind the fence. So again, using the cardboard, we have like his hands that I glued to the front side and then his head popping out from the back side. And it's just such a fun little three-dimensional Creech piece. I have not revisited dimensional art pieces with Creech since this one, uh, but I, I have a lot of ideas that it did inspire because this was so fun. This is the cutest. 
I just have to say the little fence with the little cotton candy guy hanging. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, what's his name again? Candy Cotton. Candy Cotton, not Cotton Candy. Candy Cotton. He is a strong blue two-tone uh, creature um, making a quick escape mm-hmm. from creature tagging. Okay, happy Halloween sign. Mm-hmm. I love that Creech is so Halloween-y that it's like both, it's like Creech is like year-round Pixar goodness, but then like it is strong Halloween aesthetic because monsters. Exactly. It, it almost like screams Halloween this season without even me intending it to. So yeah, this picture is a a piece that I created to sell at that booth, right? So now I'm like, okay, this booth is going to be all Creech. I need some Creech stuff. So I took these old upcycled pieces of wood and I created um, letters to resemble different characters that spell out happy Halloween. And this is so fun. I I love the way all these came out. It's really fun, especially for kids who are familiar with the series to like try to figure out which letter is what character. Um, It stands out to me that O is a queen, like that perfect little (laughs) bow on that O. Oh my God. Tish, that's Tish. And you described her. She's absolutely a queen. Isn't that a cute O? I feel like a bow is also a crown, you know, it's like a reverse tiara. Yeah. I think the O is one of my favorites, but the H and the A are my other two faves. Oh yeah. The A is like really, um, there's a plant. It looks like, it looks like a lily almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you talking about this? Yeah. So this is the character Slurge, that green one that was dripping out of the knot on the very first thing. And he, yeah. And one name. And yeah, I noticed he was also dripping in Meet the Creech. mm -hmm, And they have um, like a, a it's almost like a unicorn, like horn. Oh my God. They're very like liquidy um, and even a little uh moody sometimes uh but they have this beautiful pink unicorn horn fun stuff okay keep going i was like i was gonna ask if carlton was in there carlton let's see this is carlton right here aha okay yeah no slurge on this one or excuse me no chug on this one chug is having a happy cancellation at home yeah just like relieved and taking a bath (laughs) yes yes you get it Bevan you really do get trugged the slug this is just this is just another angle of the sign um I just really love like the way the colors on these letters came out I used uh Posca paint pens that's like one of my favorite pictures just because it shows how vibrant. Okay. So then I also created these, I called them Creech close-ups. Yes, they're so cute. They're just these little square pieces of craft wood that I picked up at the craft store. And I did like a, a zoom in on the Creech's face. Um, so we have just six of them that I did. They were $5 each. And of course they all sold that day at the festival. Um, and it, you know, your comment about the eyes, that's interesting because I never it noticed no, that the eyes are everything. I think each character can come down to the color palette and the eyes. 
even though there's obviously far more detail that assigns it to each character, like Tish with her strong bow. Mm -hmm. um, she made it into this, and Carlton too, made it into this uh, uh, tight collection. Select few, only six out mm -hmm. of 20 creatures made it into this collection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I haven't done it again. So brilliant. So fun. Okay, another fun thing I did, I painted trucker hats and I found these like very simple inspirational quotes that I felt kind of went with the character. This first one is uh, Holly and it says, don't just fly sore. Yeah. She's the one that's like fuzzy eyeball with bat wings almost. Uh -huh. uh, there's one with Carlton that says be original. Yeah. And <laughs> isn't that cute? And yeah. then there's one with candy cotton that says, pack lighter go further oh candy cotton pack lighter go further and she is just in a spray paint rainbow on that love it hat. yeah they were really simple the trucker hats i just like splashed some color on them and then used a white paint marker and did just the outlines of each character but like the color splashes were the characters colors i don't know if you picked up on that um, um, yes. Oh my God. I didn't pick up on that, but I love that too. So much in each one. I love this universe one by one. Cause I feel like I've seen all of these. I've seen many of these things separately, but never understood them as a collection. Um, like I've seen the trucker hats before you're good at posting your throwbacks in your body of work. And I love that because like anybody who dives into the Aries art Northwest river, like you're from here on out, right? Like you're going to see creech differently because you understand this backstory. But like there is, you do a great job, even just like with your ladies that you repost. And I loved the, the 710 collection you did with the dripping honey, um, like dabbing wax. Oh, that was so beautiful. Um, oh, I just, awesome. I love that the Creech just like kind of slotted in here. And now I'm like understanding it more. Can I give you a Creech merch idea? Yes, bring it. Okay. All the eyeballs um, as dominoes. So you get the Hardings to print like dominoes um and half of each side so you know how each side of a domino is like something you have to like connect like six to six and two to two it's been a long time since i played dominoes but uh -huh. basically like making a creature domino set with the those eyeballs oh my gosh bevan that's so cute i love it i love it i yeah. just wrote it down yeah. um and that's like, yeah, because, well, we'll get there, but there's some fun Creech things that I did just recently release yeah. with the Hardings, but they're more games for the little ones and all ages love Creech. Like kids love 42 year olds love Creech. <laughs> Seriously. Kids love Creech. There's no denying that, but I've seen grown men like run to my booth because they spot Creech out of like the corner of their eye. And they have like, it's like this beckoning. They have to know like what is going on over here, you know? So um, creatures for everybody of all ages, the domino game, I think would be really fun for bridging that gap when it comes to like the wood toys. Um, thank you, Bevan. Here's a fun toy that I've done with Creech. This was my very first set of nesting dolls hand painted. I had the blank set for a while and then as the event was coming up. It just clicked like, oh my gosh, I can paint Creech. And the real fun part about this is it allowed me to paint them like their backs also, you know? And so this is where for the first time we got to see what the backpack actually looks like on candy cotton. Um, 
So this was really fun. I released some limited edition merch for that event. There's my very first sticker packs we're looking at here. They had all 20 characters. Um, they were not the quality of the stickers that I release now. If you got this set, um, it's definitely a limited edition. I mean, I think I only had like 10 packs total, but I almost immediately knew that that was not a sticker supplier I was going to use again. And I did all 20 characters as buttons, um, for the event. That was really fun. I had, um, well here we'll get there. Oh, this is just another picture of more merch. We've got Tish as a notebook. These here are photos of the event. So I got all these uh, little paint can tins in every color of the rainbow, which really added that rainbow aesthetic that Creech already was bringing. And um, each paint bucket had like a different character button in it, you know, for you to pick out for purchase if you were interested. But here's some pictures from that Halloween festival, the happy Halloween sign. I just want to say to everyone who sells the festivals, I see you. I see all of the work that went in, all the hours of things that you created to be in this booth. Look at how, oh, look at Mindy all happy in overalls with a Minnie Mouse hat on. How cute are you? <laughs> that yellow you. cardigan, so cute. Again, the color yellow comes up. Mm -hmm. It does. You're right. And look, I got, I have all my hair cut off. I just have like this top curly part. Hello. Oh, Super short. What year? So yeah, there's that family photo wall. This would have been 2017. Okay. What I so the family photo wall, had you already painted that one that was like that, um, maybe meet the creech. So you had done meet the creech was meet the creech, all different paintings put together or was Meet the Creech its own piece? And then these little pieces, the family photo wall, were all a new series. Um, this is, a, the family photo wall is like a new installment to the series. Okay. Um, and I, but are they the yeah. same as the first time? I'm sorry, what was that? Are they the same pictures as the first time? Like with the like one who's crooked? Yes, the family photo wall. That's what you're seeing here. Yeah, this is the very first time that um, these art, like I had posted these artworks to social media, but this was my first time exhibiting them all together as the family photo wall. Am I answering your question? Uh, no. Okay. So my question is in the mechanics of the creation, like what year is this? Yeah, that's what I was distracted looking actually and why I didn't hear you. Oh, uh, I wanted to be sure. It was 2016 is the year that this was. Okay, so this was 2016. What year did you paint the Meet the Creech painting series? Uh, the first impressions piece on wood. No. 2000. All these individual portraits. Yeah. I started these at the end of 2015. Like I had finished that first impressions painting uh -huh. and immediately started doing the individual portraits. Okay. And I didn't finish this whole installment um, until a couple weeks before this event in Halloween 2017. Oh, wow. So I had been working on um, 
all of these individual portraits for about a year. It took me to complete them all. And that includes that main family photo also. Wow. That's amazing. What a body of work. Thank you. I just have to say thank you for this opportunity to bring it all together in one place. Like, just as you're saying, like you, you recognize seeing bits and pieces here and there, Mm -hmm. but you didn't really realize how, like, I too didn't really realize how it was all coming together. I don't even think at this time I had fully grasped what I was building even, you know, I just kept following the ideas that were coming from the process of working with these 20 characters. It's so cool. Like just each of them and then how they kind of carry over into all that other art too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was the end of 2017, 20, that also, excuse me, 2016 was when that Halloween festival was. Again, let's brand nerd for a minute. I love that we've now returned to the Creech tag that has already been introduced in the series. And then now we've digitized all these portraits that you painted by hand and put them onto essentially a gallery wall postcard that then can be like a hand touch to give to someone who is a potential fan of the work or like, I mean, this is just so cool. Like. Um, I love brand stuff c- because it is creating a body of work and a visual aesthetic that's c- continuous that creates a sense of safety and trust and familiarity with the clientele. Anyway, keep going. I agree a hundred percent. And thank you for recognizing that that was something I was trying to do. Um, so yeah, on this wall, I, I have the original painting just like photoshopped into this scene. Uh, but this also in 2017, I started dabbling with digital art for my first time ever. Um, so that's where I had turned what was that like spray painting piece on wood um, into the digital Creech logo. I made it rainbow because that felt more fitting for the series um, and my art. And that allowed me to also incorporate it onto this wall. Like you said, just giving you the full family photo wall installment. So cool. 21 paintings total. So fun. Can I also just and- say that um, cotton, no, candy cotton, um, this yes, ma'am. Here. candy cotton looks like um, the trans flag. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, like there is just this big subliminal aesthetic that affirms this like multi-gendered universe. Okay, keep going. Cotton candy, cotton. He does. Candy. And I didn't even notice that until you said it, but you're right. He <laughs> absolutely does. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, so 2017, um, or excuse me, I keep, I'm jumping ahead. I can't believe how long it is I've been doing all this, to be quite honest. So is life it's 2021. How did that happen? I feel like the last two years have just disappeared into a mist. Like I turned 40 years old. Like it was like, here I am. Here we are. We're still alive. Okay. Yeah. I We got to keep creating. So. Oh my gosh. Yes, I agree. Uh, so this was 2016. These are just some pictures of some other products that I had hand painted with the series. Uh, this is a onesie that has candy cotton on it. 
um some more shoes love obsessed I want all of the shoes I want like 20 shoes so 10 pairs and like all the kids sizes so my kid can just constantly have little creatures on their feet oh my gosh and if we do the same shoe then like you can pick like you can rotate your creatures you know what I mean like you can have creatures every day what creature do you want to be today I love it. Uh-huh. You get a water sign baby and they're just like constantly changing the creatures. I love it. Uh-huh. I played, I play around with Creech too. Like Creech, again, it allows me to just try things, you know? So um, these are some peg dolls that I had played around with, like adding polymer clay add-ons and then painting them. Um, I didn't love how they turned out, but I do love my niece and nephews because they love anything that I create for them, especially if it's Creech and they're really forgiving if it's not great. And so this was get this set was gifted to my niece, but isn't that fun? Obsessed. Love it. <laughs> so now we're in 2017, right? And, uh, this is going to go tagger, I heart, whoever, uh, and look, here's the fence. Yeah. I want, um, trug it's trug, right? Your slug that you like. Yes. Yes. Trug. I want trug to hire cotton candy cotton, um, to tag a love note for Carlton on their fence. That would be so sweet. Isn't that cute? That's so cute. I, I have a few different tagging concepts, you know, like, I feel like we need to see candy cotton tagging again. Uh, But I also know he does like so much more than that. Right. He's always up to something. He has this orange backpack. Like nobody else has a backpack. What is this backpack about? Uh, So like a Mary Poppins backpack. It is whatever you need it to be. Exactly. That's exactly it. He's probably got it. If you need it, it's in the backpack. So this uh, Valentine's Day illustration, I had just started actually allowing myself to play around with illustration mediums, not just paint anymore. I started incorporating um, marker and colored pencil to what I was doing. Again, Creech allows me to play. So I wanted to create this fun little Valentine's Day illustration. He's got this wooden wheelbarrow with all the handmade Valentines and he's out delivering them. Um, his backpack's full of them and he's got, um, this, uh, the mailbox, he just got done putting some in the mailbox and yeah, here's, here's a fence, right? I realized I started, um, I needed to start the fence needed to start to show up in things. So this was a good opportunity for that. And this, again, this was the year 2017 that I started playing around with digital art. And for me, that started with, uh, taking all of my original paintings and rendering them as coloring pages. Um, that took me a few months to do, but that also then gave me these digital outline versions of all of my Creech characters to do things with later down the road. So I'm really appreciative for the time I spent on this. It's also what led me into digital art just four years ago. Can you believe that? I can, because you've been pumping out incredible digital art for a very long time. And also like, it's such a transformative moment. I just have seen artist after artist go down the path most recently Deidre like a year into her digital art maybe um, maybe 
she's yeah like she got I mean I know it was like early pandemic where she got into watercolors and so it was definitely not early pandemic so her but her digital art she has like if you don't know out there and in, in, in on Instagram Liam Miss Bliss 710 she has a viral she, she made the choice to start moving to only post her own artwork on her grid and this was not that long ago and she has a viral post already that has like well over a hundred thousand um, I know likes on it. Right. I know. Yeah, she started watercoloring. Out of an aloe vera plant. Oh my god, it's the cutest. They're just the cutest. And um, hello, it's been amazing. <laughs> hello, it's been amazing to see her evolution too. You know, she had started watercoloring just a couple years before she made the transition to digital. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun, uh, it's like a toy. It's like art becomes a game, you know, almost, oh. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. fun stuff. Here's just a close up of that logo that, uh, I rendered as I started to learn digital art. And I also did this 4th of July drawing. This is featuring Tish. And this is the first time we see her without her pink bow. She's done a complete Bevan move and has replaced it with a adorable 4th of July bow. We've got stars and stripes. Honest, and she's I want holding to a little, um, <laughs> what? I want a stars and stripes bow. Like a hundred percent. I want that bow. How do I not yeah. have that bow? Okay. Yeah. I don't draw like fashion is not a focus of my art, but when fashion is incorporated in something I'm drawing, it's always something that I want. You know, like if I'm going to wear a bow on the 4th of July, this is the bow I want to wear. 100%. I want mine in sequin. Um, oh my God. It's so good. And maybe glow in the dark. No, sequin. Sequin for fireworks. I mean, I don't want fireworks because they're too loud. I only want the Italian kind that are silent. Um, I think they're the most beautiful things. Um, and like, I, I love the way fireworks work on sequins and like a little, little star spangled bow. Oh my God. It's so festive. Oh yeah. Especially if it's the stars and stripes in sequins that, yeah. yeah, that's like a next level bow. It has to exist. And, uh, maybe you are going to have to hit up Jojo Siwa to find out like where because if anybody knows where oh, yeah. to get that bow it's jojo <laughs> it's true she totally does but i will say jojo doesn't commit to the labor standards that i do and so i might have to find a domestic cheer mom um to make it on etsy or something uh, most likely yeah and i'm ready for it cheer mom hit me up fatkidanceparty at gmail.com Yes. I love this gold bow you're wearing today and the way that it uh vibes with your leopard. Is that leopard? Your sweater? Yes, a leopard sweater. It is my favorite bow to pair with the sweater, actually, is the gold. Mm -hmm. This is the most visual podcast ever. It really is. <laughs> and also, like, big ups to my Zoom background. I've got my Hardings Grateful banner. You can get that at Harding Supply Co. on Etsy. I'll put it in the show notes. I love it so much. And my friend made me this Biscuit Reynolds portrait. Um, and I just love when the cat wanders through and there's a giant portrait of him. It's so extra. I love it. Uh, Bevan, yeah. it was that same year, 2017, that I got 
invited back to that Halloween event, uh, but they were doing an after party. That's what I got invited back for the next year. Um, Indiana, by the way, this is happening in the middle of the country. It's a prohibition state. And we've got these creatures, which are clearly a creature for psychedelics. Yes. And I think, I think going all creature at the festival the year before, like, it, it's what helped align for this after party experience. And I loved it because, you know, it's 21 and over at the after party and, um, but it's still fun and it's still Halloween like, and it allowed me to bring Creech into an environment that was for adults only. And, um, it also was a perfect opportunity for me to finally finish what I had been working on next in the series, which was the painting of where they live. That's something that I had started at the end of 2016, as I was wrapping up that family photo wall installment, it was like almost immediately after that, I'm like, where do they live? I got to figure that out. That's what's next in this whole thing. Um, So this event, the following fall, encouraged me to push to get that done but I have to show you these because I'm so excited oh, made the flyer for the festival that you were vending at this is this yes is your work this is so cool this this I designed this for uh promoting these next couple flyers um were created by light matter promotions that's the company that put on the event And, um, they had asked to use Creech on the public flyers. These were being posted all over Indianapolis and on all the online marketing promotions and ticketing links for that after party. It was so fun to see Creech around. They even had some event shirts with the characters done. Um, it was just kind of a fun way to celebrate Creech another year. Okay, let, let's talk about the guy who holds his own eyeball. First of all, <laughs> if you had the option, would you hold your own eyeball or would you keep it in your head? Why does it keep coming out? I mean, does it want to keep, does he like it like that or does it just keep coming out? That's what I mean. Like I would choose to keep my eyeballs intact 100% of my life. Um, but yeah. this guy, it doesn't look, mad about it, which I have to say is either a good attitude about this eye popping out or a choice to hold the eye out, maybe perhaps to have more leverage. Maybe he likes to see behind them. I don't know. Yes. I, you hit the nail on the head. He's able to do more when he takes that eye out and not everybody can just like take their eye out and still see, but he can. And so if it was an option, I don't want it. What about you? I don't want it. (laughs) I mean, I kind of want it. Wow. Okay. And it's, well, I'm <laughs> glad that you feel that way. <laughs> like if I could take my eyeball out and just like see closer over here and then like maybe back here and like, it's a superpower for sure. Um, do you think Trug can do that with um, Trug's eye- eyeballs? Like since it's a slug, I mean, do slug- yeah. there's no way. O- only Harvey that's that guy's name holding the eyeball mm-hmm. only Harvey can do that can which ways do the antennas move that's what I mean because you know how his eyeballs are on antennas I oh I see what yeah, you're saying okay 
if he is in real life i feel like they go like yeah like yeah they go all and so i think sometimes too like only one will turn like if he doesn't if he wants to keep looking forward but like wants to see what's going on over here uh-huh yeah if you have add and you can do that with your antenna eyes that is going to be fun to sit behind at a movie you know what i mean or like at an event like to watch the eyeballs move around anyway um probably why i want to be able to take my eyeball out i know oh my god the eyeball out thing okay um creech condo creech condo so mindy's a creech condo so the fact that mindy is a property manager as like a day job like maybe not even at the time when you were painting this because i know you took some time off um and but so you have this property manager background i asked someone who used to be a real estate attorney for condos and just dealt my whole life with like hoas and things like that like thinking about condos in my art is like such a like wild thing so i kind of get it anyway uh, <laughs> management uh person starts painting a condo coming out of her brain in this art piece Property management has played such a huge part in my creative journey. You know, on our first podcast together, we talked about like the roles that it played in inspiring that to come out for me initially and, um, and just like how I've prioritized it. But a lot of like my business processes and the way that I run my office like I, I quit property management and I went to work for myself as Aries Art Northwest and not a lot changed. Like I still do all my billing the same day out of the week. Um, I start my morning with the same routines. I like the same, I keep my desks the same way. It's all, and then also it taught me the importance of legal contracts. It taught me um, not just the legal importance, but the role that that plays in your relationship with the people that you're working with. And um, I've always prioritized the business side of being an artist so easily because of that foundation and property management and all that I had learned and experienced. And then it also, I mean, drawing like floor plans or property maps, like that was some of the only creative facets to that job. Um, so when I had the idea of drawing like where they lived, I almost immediately pictured an apartment building. Um, I also, like you said, at the time that I drew this, I was not working in property management. I wasn't sure if I ever would again, I do now. Um, but I, had so much respect for the positive role that it had played in my twenties. And then also in this art journey. Um, and I felt like I had gone from managing apartments and managing staff and managing the property to managing all these ideas that had been festering in my head during that entire time. Um, and so that's where the idea to paint this condo coming out of my head almost felt like here we go. Like I've been in here managing all this shit, all the, all these different communities and all these different things. Like, what does that look like? You know? So it's almost like this condo is coming 
right out the top of my head. Um, this also is on a piece of Doug fur, another piece donated by that furniture company. I picked like the biggest, longest, skinniest piece that I had to make this building as tall as I could. Um, tall felt more fun and whimsical than like, you know, long and skinny did, um, did making it kind of just sideways stories from wayside school. What did you read the book when you were a kid sideways stories from wayside school? I did not know. I've had a lot of people ask me about that though. Yeah. Um, because yeah, apparently it's a lot like what's going on here. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, no. it's a fascinating school that goes all the way because most schools are just long, right? And on one one floor, right? I grew up in California. I don't know. Um, but like the, like their school was like all the way up to the sky and it was wacky. So anyway, this is what it looks like aesthetically. But interesting. You know, it's not, I mean, you know, and there's all these creatures in it. It like goes down to the micro details. It's like, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, and when I drew this condo, I, I knew it was going to be a cutaway. Like that was obvious to me because, um, growing up, I was really into the, the books of cutaway illustrations. And there's so many out there. There's the apartment book. That's a cutaway of an apartment building. Um, but there's ones that show cutaways of ships. And I just, as a kid got so lost in all the details of these illustrations. I follow some artists still till this day where they do different styles of cutaways. Um, and I like to research whenever I'm painting anything. And so I really like got sucked into cutaway illustrations during the time that I was creating this. Um, oh my gosh, they're so fun. So to, to cut the front off, I still tried to like future vision what this building is like on the outside because even though I'm not showing that right now I know that one day I might want to if I'm showing you where they live so I had to also be mindful of like it sounds so silly but just like the color that I used on this first floor right here where we do see the front door and it isn't a cutaway and instead we can see in the windows um I made that purple with intention. I made the basement, that orange concrete with intention and the ceiling, the orange tiles with intention. Um, because my plan and goal later was that each of these floors, how this was all like mathematically measured out was going to be, it was going to be a rainbow. Like the building was going to create a rainbow, you know? So even though we're cut away here and we can see into all their homes, I had to think ahead about things like that when creating the first floor. Uh, here we'll go in. You can see this is just a close-up to show, you know, how vibrant the colors are on that original painting. I sealed it with like a gloss, so it really made those colors just pop. Bevan, you got to see this illustration in real life, right? I did, but I didn't, um, you know, what's interesting is I saw it and I was like excited to see it in real life, but I was doing something and I was like, oh, I'm going to come back and like take a dab and <laughs> sit next to it for a little while. And I didn't do that, but I look forward to someday having this in my home somewhere and taking mm. a dab. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this picture here, we can really zoom in to any parts of this that you want. If there's something that's like screaming at you, or if you want, I can start on the first floor and we can kind of walk up through this building together. 
Okay, Sophie's choice, but we got to start with Trug. That's easy. Okay. Trug's door is this little, you can hardly see it. It's back behind the um, entry rails. Trug, oh my God, Trug is never awkwardly on the elevator with anybody. Trug is like doing <laughs> their own Trug thing. Secret social anxiety exit, I love off to the side there's just there's too much going on in all these common spaces and trug like trying to handle it full same full same would take a secret passageway to avoid common spaces i mean i don't anymore now i actually enjoy it right yeah my neighbors but i have socially distanced neighbors i don't have a common space like covid times this is this is a hard time trug is keeping it safe over there can you see this oh my god yes this is his little stairwell right here. We can see into, he does all these little steps. And then right here, yeah. And right here is his, uh, his little apartment. I love it. And his little apartment then has a little door that goes right into Carlton's. So Trug has Trug's own space but also a mutual common space. The same, I want my own little, little you know, closet or something, but I love, I love all of this. Yeah. So fun, right? So, and then this is where Carlton sleeps. He's got the whole beanbag bed and a loft up over his place, but they tend to share the living spaces. Carlton is too big to go into Trug's. So Trug will come over to Carlton's. Um, and this is also the only place that we ever see them together where Carlton is not wearing the ankle chain. Um, hanging on the wall. So it's so consistent with the other pieces. I love this. Yeah, it's hanging there. Trug feels good. He's home. He's in Carlton's space. It's just the two of them. He's not, he's not feeling activated and he's comfortable and they just get to be two friends kicking it. Trug, um, oh, I love it. I love it. Heal, heal away, Trug, in your healing environment. Soon you won't need so many protections between you and the outside world. Mm-hmm. Bevan, as I was doing all of these little details in these little rooms, I like, I really, that's where I realized there was a storyline, even if I didn't like sit down with the intention to write one. Because how do you, how do you create these character spaces without there being a storyline, right? And uh, for look, there's Creek, like, I'll tell you this, for Shit's Creek, they say this, okay, so right after you're done binging the series on Netflix, it rolls you right into some sort of special they made about the making of it. And they say in that about how they went so deep, Eugene Levy like insisted that they go so deep on the character backgrounds and the character stories. And it like went on. I, someone described it as like weeks longer than they expected or something like that. But I think I, I really understand it now. Now that I rewatched the series, I really understand how that deep character work really helped um, the whole of the body of work of that entire series. Right. And so I think that totally makes sense. Like, and it's like each time you're interacting with a character, you're doing more character work. And like, then it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And it starts to become a better, stronger narrative. Yeah, I agree. It was that it was this experience that I realized I don't have a narrative for some of these characters at all, you know, and I couldn't wait to get their living spaces done. And when I was done with this condo, I felt 
done with them even, you know, because uh, I didn't connect with them through trying to de- develop characters through the art by creating these details in their in their living spaces. Um, I have to show you, I love this in the entry. This So for those of you who are, are watching this, um, this painting, even though we're like zoomed in really close here, the actual painting, like these areas are, you know, these are little, really tiny spots. And so I'm actually using paint pens. And in a lot of instances, I'm just doing almost like pointism, like little dots to get the paint out into the shape that I need it to be to create the impression of what's going on here. I had to, it was such a major practice in like patience and also perfectionism. I had to release all desire and need to be perfect and just let this be what it could be by being willing to do that. Um, so this family, this is like an impression, just little colors and dots of that family photo, you know, and all I could do was like get the little colors and maybe some like impressed outlines to make it look like the family photo hanging there in the lobby. Uh, Miss Novell, that's this like purple character with the octopus tentacles that come up off the top. Um, her story came to me almost immediately. When I first drew Miss Novell, there was something about her that, um, I felt comfortable. I felt safe. I felt like she would take care of me if I was sick. And I chose to name her Miss Novell because, um, I felt like she knew a lot. Like she was just this wealth of wisdom. So no K N O W and Vell was just to play off my last name, Gravel. Uh, so it was like Miss Novell. Great. And then as I was drawing her in her home, I realized she's, she does not have a TV. She is surrounded by books. She's surrounded by encyclopedias. Her screen time, if any, is on the computer researching or studying. Um, I realized that she spends most of her time, her free time, absorbing as much as she can from her vast book collection. Uh, we will, hey, Suri, or hey, Alexa, I don't want to, oh, mine did hear me. Hold on. Okay. Uh, I was trying not to, I shouldn't have done that. It's so real. It's so, so real. (laughs) Yeah. Or we hate Google or whatever, but, uh, I say yours off. Yeah. It's all right. (laughs) Okay. Tell her to stop. Uh, she knows a lot and she's here to help us and support us. Right. And so we do that. And I just want to weigh in because I have had both time, both, both women in my life. Um, and I will say the one that I have the stronger relationship to, who just understands nuance and I don't need to over explain is the G device. Um, the A device, uh, I found to have no understanding of nuance. I found myself frequently using my, my physical phone to look up an exact album name in order to get her to play what I wanted as a, just a jukebox. You know what I mean? And like, I just feel like this one has so much more, but I want I want Audible to be on my G device so that I can listen to my audiobooks the way I could on the A device. That was the only thing that like really worked well for me. 
Mm-hmm. That's actually good to know. Um, cause my experience with my device has not been as fluid as I, you would expect it to be. Uh, but the G device, I suppose is ran by the most popular search engine, right? And they Whereas get that the, right. <laughs> yeah, they do. Whereas the A device you get lost and she's like trying to sell you something when you're like, no, I just wanted to know, you know, she does babysit your kids though. There's an influencer that I adore. Uh, her name is Kelly Hampton. Enjoying the small things uh, is her like brand. It's ETST on Instagram. And she has an A device and she knows she's a Capricorn too. I'll say this. Her birthday is like four days after mine. And she is just like, here are all the cool ways that the A device can babysit your kids. She does not ever say it in those words. She just talks about like how they use it and like how it, it can read to your kid. Like, and I'm like, you know, for homework help, the A device, right? Like I've never yeah. I've had experience with homework help from the G device. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it does math. It's your kid. It'll actually do like the flashcards. I don't ever want to do math flashcards. I'd like, I'm, I can't wait to have kids, but like math flashcards. <laughs> That's like the thing she's not looking forward to. She's like, give me all the diapers. I'll take it. Math flashcards. No. <laughs> this is why you have like friends and family and devices. Get, get the robot to teach your kid math. Mm-hmm. Or Miss Novell. You know, she's on the first floor. She's in the, she's near the lobby. She's easily accessible. They, they just, Hey, Miss Novell, when they need to know something, they're knocking on her door all the time. Uh, They borrow books from her often. Usually she's usually like, if you're going to ask her a question, she's going to try to like help you find the resources yourself. It's just not all of the creatures have those resources and they know she is a safe space to get that support. She also teaches classes and workshops in an effort to share as much of her knowledge as she can with the Creech community um, because she wants to empower them. She doesn't want to be the only one who knows all these things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She understands that knowledge is power and she also is a proponent of self education. That is something that she really supports and that carries through in everything she does for the community. I created this years ago and before I ever met our purple Courtney, Ganja Goddess, but Miss Novell is purple Courtney in all the ways from the octopus off the top to those big eyes and the eyelashes to the purple to her wealth of knowledge and being a safe space. I mean, I had this written even before I met Courtney and um, I didn't really realize the connection even until I was sharing this piece with you all during the show and share. Oh my God, this is so great. Like I love, I can see it all. And I also know that Courtney was getting into drag and I'm like, oh, Courtney should be Miss Novell in drag. Like, Ugh. like with the whole costume she would have made the miss novel costume so perfect mm-hmm. oh. so here we go next floor we can see this is like the main hallway and you see can see a couple apartments i imagine that there's like the hallways are kind of like t's in the building you know um so there's like probably a back hallway here where some of these other doors come off of Mm -hmm. um tish 
our girl with the bow, like her space kind of became like my little girl dream space, you know? I love a canopy bed. Come on, slumber party special. Um, look at how cute that is. Yeah, canopy bed. That's the focus of this room and this rainbow art and this chandelier. And she's got the spiral staircase. I've always been a fan of a spiral staircase. Oh, and it yeah. in her home goes up to her little lofty kitchen. The kitchen yeah. is just kind of up and out of the way. It's not a focus for her. She needs it, obviously, but... It's just kind of up and out with this canopy bed bang and the purple walls. And oh my gosh, how chandelier. cute. She has a chandelier. What's that? A chandelier. A chandelier. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. A yes, for love it. Home. Earrings it's for the true. house. It's true. Oh my gosh, I love it. I've never heard that. Did you just think of that or have you heard that before? No, I just, I was just thinking of it because like, it's like an accept. I like to think of, like how, you know how people sometimes put like doilies on their, the back of their couch. It's like an outfit yeah. for your couch. Right. Like, so I like to think of things as accessories in the home and like, but clearly she's the accessory queen with her bows. And so, um, she has the dangling chandelier in the house and not everyone, or I don't think anyone else has a chandelier in your condo. Let's see. Nope. You're right. Just our home girl. I feel like Trug could uh but also I like the simplicity as like a, a trigger free song. His space was plant even harder to draw plants. than there are a lot there of plants. plants. I like it. There are a lot of yeah. plants in all of the creatures. I love that. And a lot of plants in your home and ever expanding plants, in fact. Mm-hmm. It makes it feel more homey even in art, you know? Yeah. Uh yeah. So we have Candy Cotton here. He's on his balcony and this is the only time we've seen him without his backpack. But of course it's hanging right there near his bed because it's so important to him. And he, he has just this immaculate, clean, beautiful, well-kept living space, um, which is kind of surprising considering what a hoodlum he can be at times. Mm -hmm. He has the biggest, best kitchen of all the creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and Candy Cotton, he's shown up a lot for me in these side illustrations uh, because I really connect with him and I don't know what a- about it or why. Um, I enjoy drawing him. And as I learn more about him through these illustrations and artworks, like I just fall in love with him more and more. Um, he, he has a personality that like you can't ignore, you know, especially when you see him at first with that orange backpack, when we had those first impressions, it's like, what is this backpack about? Uh, sometimes he, um, he, he's like the host of the, of the community. He's like, he really likes he likes to bring everybody together. That's why he's got that big table. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we saw him in the happy Thanksgiving illustration that I had done, you know, the Thanksgiving before where it's like the nod to friends and he's got the Monica Turkey on his head. Like he is the Monica of this building. Um, I've a lot 
lot. I still need to learn about him. But what I do know is that his orange backpack is definitely like a Poppins purse. Like you said, Bevan, uh, he always ha- seems to have exactly what his friends need. Uh, he's been seeing spray painting fences, delivering the Valentine's day cards, and even cooking us that Thanksgiving Turkey or rather wearing it on his head. And like Monica, he's always hosting his friends. He hosts game nights. He hosts the holidays. He loves cooking. He takes a lot of pride in that kitchen. Uh, He has all of the best kitchen and cooking gadgets. Everybody in the building is usually knocking on his door to borrow. Like nobody else has a toaster or a blender. Um, They usually just borrow from him instead of getting it on their own. They tend to find getting their own is a little difficult. For some reason, those things come really easily to Candy Cotton. Um, He's always happy to share his stuff, but he never, he never remembers who he gave it to. He just expects the person borrowing it to remember that. Um, And so usually when he realizes something's missing, he goes into kind of this frantic and he, uh, he calls the private eye, which we're going to get to. Um, The private eye tends to go right into like this unnecessary investigation, but um, they're, they're like, they're busy with candy cotton, right? Like his own shenanigans keeps the private eye busy. And then he's constantly loaning his shit out and forgetting to whom. And so, uh, he kind of like keeps everybody entertained. Uh, but he's that friend that we all need and we all love, but when he is not hosting, he's usually alone. And that's why we see him alone a lot because he shows up for his community in big, big ways, but he needs his, his alone time to be able to do that. Can you relate to that, Bevan? Highly. <laughs> um, I read this, this is like a John Maxwell quote, I think, but basically for every three hour, you basically need three hours of alone time for every one hour with people. If you're like going to operate on a high performer level. Um, meaning like that's like time you're intaking, you're studying, you're integrating, you're walking, you're being in nature outdoors. Like um, Candy Cotton is a genius and also a community resource being the Monica. I'm very curious if Candy Cotton also uh, inherited a sublet from uh, her aunt the way Monica did. <laughs> it was like a apartment that she and Rachel were living in. Maybe. And I have to say, I always call him a he, but I like that you're calling him a she because we've identified that he's these transgender flag colors. I feel like candy cotton's pronouns are any pronouns you're feeling. I feel like I've also called I think you're right. they earlier too. I feel like, and also sometimes you can avoid pronouns altogether by just using someone's name in an obnoxious amount. Um, all are fine. I feel, um, and I agree. I my pronouns, you can't get them wrong because what I care most about is that people know that I don't use the last name. I just use my name. Um, I love it. Right. I'm not going to waste your time on pronouns. Forget about pronouns for me. You're always safe. Can't get it wrong. I think that's the case for Candy Cotton too. Yeah. What are your pronouns? She, she, she her mm-hmm. and goddess. Asking, normalized saying, normalized not caring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been working on not caring I've been working on removing I mean it's going to take time because it's so programmed in us um it's just like how much emotional bandwidth do I want to give anything that is like out of my like I have so much I'm trying to work through like I'm going to give emotional bandwidth to that stuff 
Yeah. I just, it's so important to me that people, whether I know them or not feel like safe around me. Um, and so I know that if I can work to stick with they's and them's more common than not, that that's me being as inclusive as I can be. And, um, in my experience, removing other things from my vocabulary, the best thing I can do is actually go cold Turkey instead of like trying to figure out when it, and it is, and it isn't okay. And instead it's just like, I ain't, I'm not going to say that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to do that. It's, you know, not as easy, but, uh, also I think it's really important to point out. <clears throat> I think this right here is most likely candy cotton's missing blender Uh uh-oh it's over at carlton and trucks carlton and trucks are making margaritas absolutely (laughs) they are nobody's invited (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh okay we go up another floor here uh, there's some fun. This is like a double stacker staircase that gets us up to the next floor. There's some fun apartments here. None of these characters on this floor were characters that I really connected with. Um, it's like a tricky floor. Yeah. So it's fun. Like the details are fun. This guy sleeping in the hammock is fun. That is fun. Uh, but I realized like, I don't know why, you know, and So through the creation of this condo, I started to kind of release some of these characters, which we'll talk more about here as this goes on through the years. Uh, We'll go up another floor. I love this one. This is where I feel like you can start to see, because as I created this illustration, I started on the bottom and worked my way up. And we get to this floor and I feel like you can tell how much I've been absorbing the cutaway illustrations by now. Cause now we have like, look at this fireplace. Ah, the fireplace. And also the fact that that, the, what is the, that one's name? The baddie looking one? Holly. Holly. Um, I love that Holly isn't like sitting or lounging. Holly is literally in flight in her home. Mm-hmm. Same with Maurice over here on the right. And their homes had to be designed in a way that they could get around with their wings, right? So I had to keep that in mind also. Wow. So much I love fun. this this guy's lantern. Oh yeah. That's a cute lantern. I think I had one like that at the time. So we get to this floor. I realize I'm yet to draw any sort of bathroom. I I've given the impression that they have them maybe behind their doors, but let's include a bathroom here. That could be fun just for viewers purposes to see a bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I also, when I was sketching everybody's placements out, there was this knot right here. And I knew that that was where Slurge had to be. He was shown in that first impressions. Uh He was inspired by the knot. Yeah. Um, so Slurge's apartment up in his room, he doesn't have a bed. He just has this black hole that is a natural knot in this piece of wood. Um, I started to realize I retreated to a black hole at night. He ha- there's a world in there. A black hole at night. That is, there's a lot there. I love that. Yeah. There's a hole. There's like, it's almost like his dreamland is in there, you know? 
but yeah, that's, that's his black hole at night. And then over here, this apartment, this is a pretty big part apartment. This is the only kitchen that like exceeds candy cotton's kitchen. This is where Harvey and Ferkel live. And I decided that they live together because when we go back to that very first impressions illustration, they're next to each other. Mm. And for some reason, I just kind of like always figured they were a team. Again, never intentional. I just always saw those two as a team. Uh, so when it came time for illustrating where they live, it made sense to me that they live together. And this is where I really started to put thought into like, why can Harvey pull his eyeball out of his head? And what is he doing with it when he pulls it out of his head? Um, it's so the, the one with the big nose on the top left. Yes. Yeah. He's so yellow together. They uh, live together. And Harvey's in the living room holding eyeball and, uh, Ferkel is up in the bedroom slouching against the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, I think he's probably cleaning. Like he, even though he's very furry, um, he knows that Harvey likes things clean. So he tries to respect that. Uh, I also Biscuit like Reynolds the heart. Not like Burkle. Biscuit Reynolds. Biscuit Reynolds is furry and does not care to help me clean. <laughs> typical, typical, typical creature, right? Uh-huh. Harvey is also the only character that has any nod to art in their home. Uh, Harvey is, has an easel in his room. And I think he probably is an artist. I think he likes to take the eye out to help with that process as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in their apartment, they have this staircase that goes all the way up to the top here. We're getting close to the attic now. And there's this office that they have um, that they can access from the stairwell in their apartment. The general public accesses it from, you know, the the foyer uh, out in the hallway, right, where we walked up all these stairs to get up here. Um, But I realized that the two of them, they're a professional team. Like, they are really good friends, but they work together. And I had to figure out what they do when they work together. Um, I know that they are opposites in a lot of ways. Um, I know that Harvey sometimes will even leave his eyeball laying around and Ferkel tries not to get irritated by that because he knows that Harvey does puts in a lot of work to not be irritated by his fur that's everywhere. Right. Um, overall Harvey, the guy who holds his eyeball, even though he's smiling, he he he's kind of agitated. He's like that guy who like tries to hide his agitation through his smile. Um, I would probably be a little agitated if my eyeball was like coming out too. Don't you think? You know what? I again would not choose that life. Um, but yes, I can understand. I, and I know a lot of people like that. people are grumpy because they're in pain all the time, but that's what cannabis is for is Harvey mm-hmm. and Brad. Yes, it's true. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much of that we'll ever see, you know, uh, but I do know that the creatures are really excited for the glowing goddess getaway family camp out like they're gearing up and getting ready. Uh, I think I'm probably going to be doing an illustration sh- soon that depicts them going to the glowing goddess getaway family camp out. 
um, because it only makes sense to me that they're there. Um, and so if you're not familiar, the glowing goddess getaway family camp out is in support of families that consume cannabis. And yes, in some cases, it is the children depending on their medicinal needs. And in other cases, it's the parents, whether it be for medicinal or not. Uh, I am so honored to be a part of an organization that prioritizes reducing those negative stigmas in the family setting and also is bringing these families together in a safe communal space to where these kids can connect with other kids um, and these parents can connect with other parents. And uh, I'm not a parent, but I'm a big ass kid and I'm showing up with my family of Creech friends. And um, so there'll be some cannabis being consumed and I'm sure Harvey will be one of the first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for asking that question. Um, I love that the creatures have a pool in their common space. Had to. It also has plants, many plants. I bet one of the residents uh, is tenderly cares for those plants. Ooh, I'll have to put some thought to who cares for the plants. That's not something I've delved into. That's one of the things I love so much about this condo, though, is it like encourages the need for a story, right? Like who is taking care of all these plants? I have to figure that out. I almost feel like it might be Tish, our girl with the bow. A queen handling thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She probably has a green thumb and we don't even know it. Uh, So I decided that Ferkel and Harvey, what they do together professionally is um, they're kind of like the building managers, right? I can relate, but Also, because there's not a lot of work to manage this building, like everybody's really respectful of one another and they take care of themselves. And so they open this private elevator. No one ever pees in the elevator. Absolutely not. The wildest thing that ever happens, like I said, is Candy Cotton's loaned his shit to someone and he can't remember. Or maybe a neighbor's complaining about this Creech logo that showed up graffitied on the fence. But, um, you know, they're pretty copacetic about things. And uh, they they like doing the private eye stuff. Like that. that's where they kind of, they're almost like these property managers that wish they could be more involved in everybody's business. And because there's not the need for that, the private eye is like the reason to get more involved in everybody's business. Yeah. Uh, I literally wrote when I was writing down this information, you know, download, I guess that I was getting as I was creating this, that there are very little Creech on Creech crimes. Creech is a harmonious community. And you know what, how that can happen when you end poverty, when you actually do something like a universal living wage, like it's amazing how when people's basic needs are met, a lot of crime disappears. It's true. Mm -hmm. Evan, that's pretty profound. The Creeches are all being compensated just for existing. And then if they want to like leverage their own unique talents and gifts, they go out and become entrepreneurs or help someone else so that they can do more elaborate Creech things like Creech travel or Creech Bitcoin or Creech gambling or whatever. (laughs) 
Well, that's all I have for character storylines. And we just got to go in all these different little rooms visually. Uh, thank you for that, Bevan. Uh, I just wanted to show you some close-ups of those characters we just went through storylines on. Here's our girl, Miss Novell. She's so hot. Isn't like, she Candy Cotton? Uh-huh. Adorable. And like kind of a shapeshifter too, which I love. Mm-hmm. There's... There's your dude, Carlton and Trug. Yes, goat. Harvey, Furkle. Oh my God. The oh, Thanksgiving. the Thanksgiving. I thought we already covered that. Ha! Here's the Thanksgiving. Candy Cotton with the... Uh, what is this? I can't think of the term right now. I think it's a fez, maybe. Okay. I don't know. It's like one of those secret society hats. Yes. You know. Yeah. It looks funny on anyone's head. Um, mm -hmm. It's very distinct. It has a tassel, which is like mm -hmm. a Yeah, this was fun. This was just me playing around with digital and wanting to whip something up really quick and fun for the holidays that winter that year that we that I had released the Creech condo at the after party uh I kind of had this full circle moment I got invited to do the monster drawing rally hosted by the Indianapolis Museum of Art um and if you're not familiar, a monster drawing rally is not monster as in the term of monster. It's monsters and it's just this big event and all these artists come out. And the intention is to live whip out as many artworks as you can. So here we are years later. And this is the first time really since I created Creech that I'm going, oh, here's an opportunity just to whip out art really quick. Remember that was like what I was thinking of at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got super excited for this. And then I did what I always do. And I went like overachiever on it. And um, by that, I mean, so you have the illustrations that you're doing live at the event. And then our art museum in Indiana allowed each artist to pre-illustrate three illustrations that would also be up for auction as part of that event that day. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready to get rid of these, you know, these nine characters that I haven't connected with. And I'm going to use this opportunity to whip out three illustrations that capture the retirement, the release of like where these nine characters are going. Cause as much as I just wanted to drop them, I have been telling this visual story. So I felt like I had to give visual support to what's happening. So yeah. one of those, yeah, one of those illustrations, uh, this one's just titled, where are they going? Um, excuse me. This one is all packed up. So we can see that there's the van and we can see that it's all packed up. Uh, we even, for the first time ever, get to see the outside of the condo building. So you can see all the rainbow here, each floor. The next one is where are they going? So on this one, I just did all the characters. This was my first time using marker and colored pencil to create the characters. My first time not using paint. And then I just kind of did like a watercolor version of the packed up van 
Where are they going? And then the third one I titled, we're moving on. And they're in the van and they're driving off into this beautiful glowing goddess sunset. Uh, Yes. And they're moving on. And that's kind of where it ended with these nine characters. Um, I recently brought them back in some limited edition merch releases, which we'll get to. But um, I felt really good about parting with them from there. And it's not to say we won't ever see them again, but as far as the story goes, I think it kind of ends here for those guys. So currently there are some vacancies in the condo. You know what? It's good for COVID times. Um, it is good. Creation when it makes sense to have a new, a new fresh breach. And I love that they return for like holidays and stuff. Yes, exactly. straps and whatnot. Exactly. That so, one, all the little eyeballs looks really cute in all the big family pictures. He is cute. He's the cute guy. I, I'll just share something with you. When it comes to creation, I hate repetition. Oh, so yeah. if I have to do the same thing, like multiple times, that's where I grow uh irritated or stagnant with the project so I stay away from repetitive crafts I only design pattern work digitally because that's the easiest and all those eyeballs that's what did it to me it was like one too many eyeballs same with this guy back here who has you know all the all the eyeballs the eyeballs that have multiple eyeballs preaches it was universe eyeball dominoes I mean mm -hmm. it's an eyeball kind of kind of vibe but yeah that guy with all the eyeballs but it's cute Mm -hmm. like the star of that shot and who doesn't love a vw bus uh like come on it's so cute and all their stuff the rocking chair the glow right (laughs) the these illustrations sold almost as soon as they hung them up at the event uh in fact the woman who bought this one here the we're moving on she had told me that she had just packed up her van one day with all her belongings and moved across the country and then was here in Indianapolis and saw this and was like, I have to have this. I just did that. Yeah. So these are just some pictures from the monster drawing rally. Uh, Because I'm an overachiever, instead of just drawing random creatures like I should have and like I started the whole series to do, I decided to have my niece design a couple creatures of her own. And my plan for the event was to execute her designs in color, kind of a collaboration of sorts. My plan was to call those characters an installment titled the out of town family. Um, But right after this event, life started spinning in so many different directions. And I never finished that. This was the only character that I ever did of hers. It was the only illustration I executed in this rally where you were supposed to try to whip out multiple. If I were to ever go back, I will stick with the creatures I know. Yeah. And just more fun merch that I've done with Creech over the years. This is um, a little train set that I had set out to paint for my nephews. My hope was to conquer it and to feel good about it and to release a limited number that year for the holidays. And I ran into some technical hiccups and ended up having to put stickers on it. It's cute. The nephews loved it, but I never did anything else with it. 
Uh, it is something that I've spoken with the Hardings about, which if you're not familiar, our friends Harding Supply Company, they offer a variety of amazing different kinds of wood as different kinds of engraved projects. So um, maybe one day we'll have like a paint your own Creech block train set. I think that could be really fun. Oh, that is a fun idea. Um, also, the Hardings have really cute stuff for the holidays. So I know Halloween is probably a little too late, but who knows? They ship really fast. Um, it's like two days. They'll send me something from Ohio. I'm all the way up on like a remote part of the Washington state. And mm -hmm. they also do, I mean, they do some party banners, but the wood stuff is really their pivot and like the Christmas decor alone is so cute and it's only going to get cuter. We've got pride Christmas trees. We've got like so much. So I could totally see like a Creech paint number situation because that would be something you could engrave and then like you paint along and what a fun project to do with a kid because kids like experiences more than stuff. Um, right. Right. That's what keep kept bringing me back to these hand-painted toys like these nesting dolls here these I did in uh 2017 these two different sets um we just looked at the shoes but like kids want to play with Creech and I realized that especially with the coloring pages mm -hmm. um in fact that first sticker pack that I did a friend of mine was like, I need two because I want to turn it into a match game. And her son was the inspiration for what is now a wood creech paint your own match game with the Harding Supply Company. I'll show you how to get that here in a minute. Uh, but yeah, kids want to play with creech. And so to get creech in a format that we can like touch and play with is a really big part of the series, I think. Um, these here are just some more projects that I've done with Creech, just some different pictures of different nesting dolls and shoes. That was all from that year. Now we're into 2018, which I had mentioned like life changes and things going on. I didn't get to delve more into the series that year the way that I had hoped to, but I was able to at least focus on continuing to release the art as different merchandise and things. <coughs> um, so I did another limited edition sticker pack, these higher quality stickers. Um, there's the current crew of 11, and then it had like the van with the nine moving on and also the family photo. Those were released, I think only... 10 packs. Those have obviously sent sold out. Um, 2018, I got to do some more shoes. I released a limited collection of merch, like a tumbler, pillows, um, tote bags, things like that. 2020 was the year that I took off from Creech, the only year, you know, through 18 and 19, I was just focusing on the merch releases. But 2020, I took off and it just felt right. I didn't really get why, but in hindsight, Creech comes from this place of healing through my art. Creech comes from this place of safety and childlike play and everything that was going on 2020 collectively and also personally, it just didn't feel like the year to do much with Creech. Um, so I did take a break last year. I did a couple of these create your own Creech like virtual craft events. Um, 
those didn't take off as much as I had hoped, but that is one of the things that we're going to be doing at the virtual going goddess getaway family camp out December, is creating what your is it, own December, 8th? December 8th and 9th, something like that. I think you're right. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited for create your own preach. Uh, what's the, the supplies needed is just like a marker and a paper, right? Paper markers. You could literally take that workshop with anything and everything. Cause it's just all about the process of creating your own creech. And the, it's the same process that I used when I very first sat down with that board of first impressions. Uh-huh. Bevan, before I start to show you this new collection that I just released this year, do you have any questions or feedback? Oh my God. I'm just obsessed, but thank you so much for this indulgently long time on this podcast, showing us everything about the Creech universe. Like I think I'm having the time of my life. I love hanging out with you. We get to do it so frequently because of the glowing goddess getaway discord. Um, and I'm so grateful we have that online space now. Cause like, you know, it feels like we're neighbors, even though physically we live many hours apart. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to delve into your website. But I do want to hear from you. What was your favorite part of the sister sesh camp out in Oregon just a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago? Hmm. So much good stuff. I, I got to hug some of the women who have supported me the most as friends over the last year through the pandemic. And as we journey into 2021, trying to figure out how to come out of it, if at all, and to finally like wrap my arms around y'all and, and have that reciprocated. Um, it just, it was so needed and it makes me feel a little emotional even because I, I really appreciated that. I'm so glad I got to hug you. Me too. That was my favorite part. It was like the thing I couldn't resist. I was like, oh, I love it. It was just so cool to be in a place where I could look everywhere and see people I loved. And like how scary to have that opportunity and how grateful I am that Mm -hmm. our community is. And masks on, you know, like. Yeah. That's real. The same real with this. From the aliens timeline around October first or second is Alfie and Mindy wearing funny masks and um, just dancing around. Well, yeah, and I'm also my dancing moves were completely inspired by the mask that I put on, which was yes. then inspired by Bevan from the day before, who kept looking at me, telling me this mask made me look like a creech. And so then in in this reel, I like put my mask on because Celine kept getting irritated with me for wearing it all the time. So I put my mask on and then the creech came out in me and like my dance moves were so like creech inspired in that reel because <laughs> of you. Yeah. I mean, listen, I have to say I was using plant medicine, psilocybin at the time when you popped up wearing that creech mask. So just as it's like the shrooms are hitting, it comes Mindy with this like fall. You just have to see it. It's an aesthetic. Um, and <laughs> it is, but she looked like her own painting. You know what I mean? It was like, holographic she didn't make it I think Mimi made that mask and it was like this holographic sort of steel material like a mermaid face mask I don't know it was amazing <sighs> beautiful but also you did look like a creature you look like you could be <laughs> portrait next to the many eyeball guy 
Um, you look like a creep. I am. I, I mean, I aspire every day to look like I can be in that family portrait, you know, like Creech is my family. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we're on the Aries Art Northwest website, which I just love that it has this gradient sort of going into and out of many of your ombres mm, yes canisite co i gotta give them a shout out these women are creating amazing websites for those of us in the cannabis community i actually oh. won this as part of that entrepreneur award we talked about in the last interview um, i had a website I had a website, but they, they took it up a notch. They took it up a notch and they made it represent my brand in a way that I was never able to do on my own. So thank you. Canisite co. If you go here to ariesartnorthwest.com, that's ariesartnw.com all the way at the very bottom, you'll see the link to websites by Canico. So just click there, hit them up, ask for an estimate on whatever it is that you need. Everything that I'm going to show you today was made possible by this amazing website that these women built for me. And that includes this new merchandise release. Cause yes, I'm creating the art. I'm designing it. I'm putting in all the work, but there was a lot of back end work on my website that these women had to do to help make this all, all this merchandise through my website possible. Um, so thank you for doing my nitty gritty so that I can stay focused on creating art so here on my website, just a couple quick things I want to show you. Uh, Patreon, of course, if you go down here to become a sponsor, I've got my perks package program or my Patreon. If you go over to my Patreon, I just added a Creech Creations tier. Now you can get it all for the next tier up, but if you're really focused on just Creech, this tier goes towards supporting my ability to dedicate more time to focus on this art series beyond just that random inspiration I experience every fall. Like if I could dedicate a whole year to Creech, can you imagine what I could bring to fruition? You know, yeah. the next tier up, I will say though, this tier is only $5 more. And this is great because you get everything that includes the Creech stuff, but also my other stuff. Um, I've got some things here that are exclusively for 18 plus. So my get it all package is kind of like the family deal. You get stuff for mom and dad, you get stuff for the kids. Um, and you also are making a direct contribution to my ability to continue focusing on my art and my ideas. So thank you for considering back over here to the website. Big shout out to everyone out there who is already a Patreon supporter. You are the heroes. Thank you for making Creech so far possible and more to come. I can't, I mean, obviously Creech animated series, Creech children's books. I like, I want to write a children's book now. That's like a Creech tale of communication skills. Trying mm. maybe learning how to not be so <clears throat> socially anxious. As of right now, you are the third on my team of writers. And oh, to be man. able to say that just a couple months ago, I didn't know how I was going to execute the story to now, just because I sh was willing to share it on that show and share. And now I've got three of you with writing experience saying we're inspired. Like, how can we do this? Yeah. Um, I believe that that's possible. I have a lot of ideas, so we'll have to have a meeting about it. But 
Here on my website, if you click on the menu on shop or you just scroll down and click shop, these menus pull up. And the easiest way to find the Creech collection is to click on the collections shop page. This is where you'll find all my merchandise collections are organized by the specific art collection. So there's collections for all of these different artworks, but at the very top here is the Creech series. And you just click on that. And that's going to open up the full collection just released a week ago. Thank you, Bevan, again, for celebrating with me with this podcast interview. And thank you to everybody who's still listening, especially if you're uh, not following along with us visually right now. I know this has gone on for a while and uh, (laughs) it took you a few listens. I appreciate that. But yeah, shout out to the true homies who are still with us in this mm-hmm. journey. And you know what these true homies want? They want this merch. They want the match game. Tell us about the match game. You're right. Cause the true, I mean, anybody who's still listening is a Creech fan. Like that's just real. And so thank you for still being here with us. Uh, I'm going to tell you about the Creech match game. I'm going to tell you about all of it. Uh, I, this year, thanks to my Creech Patreon supporters and also my Perks Package program members, I was able to take, for example, those Halloween letters and turn it into some happy Halloween designs and stickers. I've turned the pattern into uh, this fun rainbow version, unlike any version I've released yet. Uh, I still have some character buttons available if that's something you're interested in collecting. We have Bevan Creech Shoes. We also, for the first time ever, I released uh, not just youth clothing, but like infant clothing. There's uh, a onesie, there's a uh, bib, a swaddle blanket, kids leggings, um, hoodies for the whole family featuring mainly focus on the 11 characters that I work with regularly now after having retired those nine. Here we go. The match game. Also just want to add in, you can get prints of, uh, the condo right now. I have them available as these postcards. I don't know if you can see me over here on the camera. Um, but they are, they're big. They're like, I don't know, 12 by five or 10 by five, something like that. And I achieved as detailed as I could get on this print for you. If you want to have your own mini version of the Creech condo, Bevan, I'll send you one. Um, Yes, I want, I want it as a placemat. Uh, That's a merch I want uh, for those. Cause like, imagine putting it down for a kid, you know, to just kind of look at, like maybe as you're at like a, I don't know, one of those placemats, you know, where you laminate it and then you just wipe it down anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. There's also, I do like, um, sesh mats where they're like, I mean, you could have it at your computer or at a table. They're like a microfiber material. So they're really great for like your sesh spaces, but maybe I'll do the Creech condo on a sesh mat. Can we be explicit about sesh spaces? Is that just to gather all of the ganja that goes like spiraling out when you have uh, a grinder? <laughs> Yeah, it is. But I also, as a regular consumer who has my stuff out in my home almost all the time, I find that if I have a sesh mat, I'm more likely to like put all my things on it. Like 
it helps keep my sesh stuff from exploding and like taking over my home because I'm just more mindful. Like that's where it goes. Um, I'm also notorious for like walking around with my smoke piece and then like putting it somewhere. Cause then I need my hands and then I, it's in the laundry room and I can't find it, you know, whereas if I have a sesh mat, I'm more likely to not to just like set it, go do my thing. And then I know where to find it when I need it. And then, yeah, of course, collecting all the many, you know, the things that fall out. Match game. Match so this is the match, match game. game. Yes, this was um, inspired by collaborating with Harding Supply Company. They have taken the time to hear all my dreams and goals with Creech and to help me figure out how we can execute some of these things. The match game being one of them, inspired by my friend's son. Um, this is something I've had in the back of my head for a long time. I wanted it to be quality. I wanted it to be beautiful, but I wanted it to be simple. Also, um, I love the idea of playing with Creech and the thing that the Hardings inspired me to do with the match game was to create it in a way that if you wanted, you can play with it in multiple ways. So you've got the obvious game of match. We went with all 20 of the original characters. So there's, uh, 40 cards total in the deck, 20 matches you can create. Each one has the character's name. So it's also a great way for the littles to introduce themselves to these characters. And then if they wanted to, this mahogany wood, you can color or paint on it. Um, so it is also a DIY craft if you wish. Some people just prefer the aesthetics of that raw wood look. The mahogany is stunning. Um, I haven't received the order yet. It will be here next week, but my plan is to also, um, they've made these bags for you to carry everything in. I'm going to be hand painting the logo on each bag just to make it a unique piece and also bring that rainbow into this item. Um, I plan, I don't know if I'll be able to do it right now, but I do plan on, um, having some sort of like card that goes in there that gives you all the character images so that you have those like color references if you do want to design and color your match game. Ooh, um, I love an idea of a color reference because your picks for color are way better than mine would be. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people would like the color reference. The official game will also have the corners are going to be more dramatically rounded. Um, we wanted to take away that, you know, that edge for the little ones, but, uh, I don't know if you saw, there was also, there's also a puzzle that they released. This is also on mahogany. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Puzzle for the grabbing for the little, little ones, the little, little ones. And this is designed in a way also that will allow you to color or paint it. If you wish, if not, um, it's beautiful as is, uh, this also comes with a carrying bag that I'll be hand painting, uh, to go with it. Yeah. Just lots of fun, creechy stuff. This is such a fun thing to share with kids. Like there's so much merch you have. It's so exciting. Um, like that it's grabby things too. And the stickers, like what a fun universe you've created. Um, thank you so much for all of this. I'm like 
it's like an indulgent amount of time, but I don't care. I hang out with you all the time. Um, I love creating with you and I love connecting with you about all of the magic that goes on in your brain. Thank you. Thank you for the time, Bevan. And thank you for inviting me back. Yay. And no problem. And you know what? Tying in the most recent episode with this episode, let's talk about questioning reality on the Glowing Goddess Getaway Discord. Um, we're going to mm, start- I can't wait. We're going to start it tomorrow, uh, Friday, October, what day is that? 22? 22. 22. Yes. And if you're in the future, high future, I don't know if we're still doing this, but probably. Um, we kind of last Friday, I think we had like the most amazing sketch where we were like talking about the idea of reality, right? And it was kind of inspired by a, just an offshoot of someone who had listened to the, my podcast episode with my friend Leah questioning reality. But like we kind of, um, Deidre said that she used to get intentionally very, very stoned and question reality. Like she would just sit with her husband, Garen and a friend of theirs, and they would just really dig into what is reality and what do we believe that needs to be ferreted out. And I think when you've been raised in any kind of systems of patriarchy that you have a lot of things that are taught to you that you don't realize were taught to you. And um, I'm really excited for us to just get intentionally use plant medicine as an entheogen, connecting more to our divinity, and then talking about our experience of reality so that we can really like make decisions about our lives that I think really reflect what we want. And I'm excited to have the Glowing Goddess Getaway and our Discord um, to do that. Any thoughts, Mindy? Yeah, it's, I can't imagine a safer space to have these conversations. Um, a safer group of people to have these conversations with like the scene is set and it already feels like a safe space just from the daily sister sessions and the co-working sessions. And, you know, we just had the full moon ceremony. Um, I oftentimes get very vulnerable in those sessions because it feels like the safest space I've ever had in my whole life for that. Um, so the conversation of deconstructing reality isn't always a safe conversation to be had, depending on who you're trying to have it with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel really honored to be a part of a community where I know I can participate in this conversation and be met with graciousness and kindness in our efforts to deconstruct our realities and these societal narratives and the patriarchy and all of it, you know, um, you can only do so much of that on your own. And when you do try to do it on your own, it's really easy to get lost in it and, and not even really know if you're doing it right. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, what else do you want to do on a Friday? I'm so this, I feel like this is the Friday night thing that I've been dreaming of doing my whole adult life and I didn't know it until it came up and then it was like oh holy fuck I'm so here for this yeah in many ways it's kind of like a Shabbat dinner uh, like an intentional Friday like ritual where we just connect and have an, a deep conversation right um and connection right um ah, I'm so grateful uh if that sounds like something that's fun for you and you have been hanging out with me and Mindy for as long as you have um, definitely check out patreon.com slash glowing goddess getaway. Um, you have to be, I think 21 to 18 to join us. I don't remember there's an age on there. 
Uh, and then you you join the Patreon for as little as $4.20 a month, which is, I think, less than a Starbucks uh, <laughs> a month, right? And then you get connected up to our Discord, and that's where we have our online communities. But of course, at the $17.10 level, um, it's a, a virtual glowing goddess getaway once a month, which is really fun because uh, it's a great way to like deep dive into healing and crafts and we do all sorts of stuff. We canicize. It's, I like healing in community and I love doing retreats and I wish we could be doing them in person, but right now this is what we got. Um, mm. But of course you can't miss the value of the $42 uh, glowing goddess getaway uh, in a box. Like all the craft supplies come to you. One month there was like a cookie kit where all you had to add was like eggs, I think. There was, no, there was no eggs. It was like, all you had to add, I don't know what you had to add. I don't think it was anything. There was an apple. I don't think so either. Like she sent an applesauce packet with it. Like it was, it was very, like, it's incredible the love that goes into these boxes, including Harding Supply Co. making us these little um, ornaments that have mantras on the back, many of which I distributed. (laughs) I've got them right here. These are so amazing um and i can't wait to get the other getaways in a box so i can have them all uh me too me too it's like it's such a great value 42 dollars a month that includes hanging out with us on a discord questioning reality and (laughs) all of our virtual getaways and you're just sitting there crafting along with us i found it like a tremendously healing to have a place to like continue to return to once a month um to like connect and heal and um, great. Yeah, same. It's almost become part of, uh, I mean, I've been saying this since I started working with them, part of my self-care routine, but it's almost like, I almost feel in like in me every three to four weeks, like I'm ready for a virtual retreat. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, it's like a reset almost. It's like a way to just like rest and recharge and to do that once a month has been so, I mean, the rest of my month has been so much more productive and aligned and uh, it just flows more freely because I'm taking that time to just do me for a weekend through the community experience. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. We're going to tie this up at this point. I think we should end. I don't know how long it's been, but this has been so tremendous. I like feel so inspired as an artist. I hope there are artists out there who like feel so inspired to just do the thing, keep going. This is a project that has taken years and years and I cannot wait to see it continue to unfold. It's fascinating. It's cool. It's beautiful. I can't wait to stare and mesmerize at that condo building. Um, I love you so much, Mindy. Thanks for being an awesome friend. Um, and thanks everybody for tuning in. If you've watched it this long, like, and subscribe. Okay. Love you.